the muzzleloaders.com podcast, your source for all things muzzleloading. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Muzzleloaders podcast. Uh, today, we're joined by Nate and Verlin, and we are going to be wrapping up the 2021 elk season, uh, at least here in Oregon. I know they're still in full swing everywhere else, uh, and so we're just going to be talking a little bit about that, some of the things we learned and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, how's everything going, guys? Yeah, that's, uh, there's actually a lot of uh, muzzleloader stuff still coming up. Um, there's the, the minum tag here in Oregon. It's, everybody's still got that tag coming up. Yeah. In fact, I think it starts this Saturday. So a lot of guys have been coming in, getting their muzzleloader stuff all ready. And yeah, plenty my, of stuff. my muzzleloader tag is next month, too, so I'm excited for that. Me, too. I'm very excited. What tag did you get? The Grand Ron muzzleloader. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it'll be a lot of fun hunt. Yeah. Well, hopefully I think that I've seen deer kind of starting to get it on a little bit now, like early. Eulies. So. I've heard that. Eulies, yeah. yeah. Do white tail later. Yes. Okay. So yeah, that's thing in Oregon. I haven't hunted white tail ever, so I don't know anything oh, about man. them. So, <laughs> well, they're the ones with the white tails. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you distinguish mm, them? That's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but you can only tell when they're running away. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, a, oh, that was a white tail, yeah. She's too late now. now. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So, how's everything going, guys? I know it's been really busy around here, and it's the first time we've had three people on the podcast in quite a while. So, oh, uh, too many. I know, dedicating back it off. Too many resources <laughs> being being directed here. Two's company, three's a crowd. <laughs> One of us doesn't belong. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Well, yeah, things have been great. S- season's been great. Um, it was a very peculiar season for me, um, but um, got some stuff happening, and it, uh, it most of the stuff worked out. Some of it just didn't, but that's mm-hmm. hunting. You know, it's not gathering. We just go out and hunt, and that's what we do. It's fun. So uh, when you're not sick, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes a whole new ball game out of it. Yeah, yeah. we almost we're this close to getting a double header this year. Oh man, that was that close. should have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah was just on it, it was aware of its surroundings yeah. <laughs> on the ball yeah yeah what he shot his and then we were just cow calling and i bugled a couple of times yeah. i was looking at blood trail and i found my arrow and i thought well you know i just keep i'm looking for blood and nate went out ahead of me and i'm bugling and cow calling and stuff and then all of a sudden i'm walking on this trail and i see i look up and here's a six point bull elk he's 25 yards from me and mm-hmm. i'd already shot mine and thought, oh man what just happened and it obviously saw me and then we just kind of stared at each other for a bit and then he turned and headed down the hill and, and on my to- end what happened was he was over there looking for blood i'd found some blood and i just kind of sat on it and we'd heard this other bull bugle, so I just was sitting on this blood just in case I didn't want to go away from it mm-hmm. and not be able to find more blood and then forget where I found the last blood. So I'm just sitting there, and, and I'm like, okay, well, we know there's another bull in the area somewhere anyway, so I'm just going to hold tight, and he's back behind me. Well, that's what's kind of weird. Bugle. That's how we even knew because it was kind of weird because I shot my bull. He ran around the corner, and we heard this elk bugle, and we look at each other, and I go, that can't be him. I mean, my arrow's yeah. right behind the front shoulder in the spot mm-hmm. it's supposed to be. And we kind of like, no, that's got to be another bull. So that's when Nate went, and I said, oh, I'm just going to keep looking for blood. No, go ahead. Anyway. Yeah, so I'm sitting that. on the blood, and 
I hear some crunching off in the woods. I'm like, oh man, something else out there. You know, I'm not at this point. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I see this big old stinking rack. I'm like, oh man, all right, yeah, that's shoot. It's not a monster, but it's yeah. definitely a mature six point bull. I'd shoot that. Mm-hmm. So I get an arrow knocked, and I'm just being real patient because he's coming right to me, and uh, not making. I'm not making any noise, and he comes up and comes to the edge of the tree is about 30 yards in front of me and he's just about ready to come out so I draw back my bow and I mean that that stinker he absolutely <laughs> heard me draw my bow back at 30 yards it Seriously? just stopped yeah hmm. yep just didn't even move man just boom right behind the tree it was so frustrating <laughs> yeah that sucks and so I just hold and hold and hold and hold and hold and finally I'm like okay I gotta let this thing down and let it down and he kind of goes back to doing what he was doing i'm like okay he hopefully he just comes right out and i can draw on him again but instead he turned completely butt away from me and there's literally a tree right in front of us and he walks straight towards my dad and that's my dad <laughs> saw him at 30 yards yeah i'm, I'm looking dad all of a sudden i see this <clears throat> nate over there around the corner i can't see nate and all of a sudden here's this bull standing right in front of me I'm like, are you kidding me how <laughs> 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 did that just happen <clears throat> have you guys had a double header before no not the two of us i mean we have i shot one and then my brother came in to help pack it out and he shot one the same day, so we've we've had double headers together before, but not the two of us. Well, you two, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Well, it's crazy. It's crazy how smart they are. Oh man, I can't believe you could hear draw a bow back. That's insane. Well, they're, they're so keenly aware. Yeah. yeah, especially when they're coming in that quiet. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't riled up or anything. If they were going, well, heavy. like my bulls that came in. I mean, Nate yeah. was down the hill, and Nate didn't even draw on him, and. I couldn't see the elk, so I didn't. I knew that something was happening because Nate's kind of poised, you know. And I, I could have shot him. I just threw out a bugle, just scream, and I mean that thing was from there to there. All of a sudden, it's like he was right in front of me. <laughs> I mean, within, <laughs> and you could hear him just running up the mm-hmm. hill. He was coming like a freight train, hmm. and uh, sun was in his eyes, and so I just I didn't have an arrow knocked or nothing, so I slowly pulled my air over and knock it up and there's a tree right in front of me and he's looking right into the sun the sun's just shining right in his eyes and i had to get around this tree so i drew back mm-hmm. took two steps over and i said are you kidding me he's still standing right there <laughs> <laughs> and then that's the rest of the story that does well I, that's not the rest of the story <laughs> that's the beginning of the story <laughs> we like, kind of went to the middle of the story <laughs> then back to the beginning yeah it's kind of like paul harvey now you know the rest of the story <laughs> Well, something weird happened with your arrow there, too, in that one. Mm-hmm. Things happen, <coughs> and, uh, I mean, it's been... I can't remember the last time I had to track an animal. It's mm-hmm. just... It happens pretty quick uh, if you shoot them right. And I shot, and usually it's just like they die right within my sight. It's just boom, 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 and they're dead. Mm-hmm. Well, I shot. Uh, oh, everything looked perfect, and... He went down the draw and he come up the other side and I'm going and I look at Nate and I'm going he goes man the shot looked perfect mm-hmm. from where I was I mean I said it did with me too I said I don't even I don't know what's going on right now yeah. it's just that's weird and so when I started looking for blood and Nate left I went across the canyon all the way I didn't say canyon it's just a little draw but 
still it was 200 yards and i've usually they die within 20 or 30 yards mm-hmm. and he and went on the other side and i found my arrow and it's just of course top to bottom it's just dark blood and i went, man but there wasn't much dripping i mean there was very little blood and i got picked up my arrow and uh so then it was broke off, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just found a, a short half of it. And, uh, but blood almost all the way up to the foot. Yeah, blood was all the way. Yeah, it was just dripping off. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, from there, and then went over to Nate, and he said, there's a drop of blood right here. I'm going, oh, man, good, because I can't find any blood. It's following tracks mostly. And so... I'm looking for blood, and Nate starts going out in front of me, and uh, he goes, did you hear that? I said, nope, didn't hear it. He said, <laughs> just died right over there. I said, are you sure? Because I, I didn't hear anything. Mm-hmm. I'm stepping quiet and everything. He said, yeah, right over in that area right there, and this was on another little draw over, and uh, so we went over, crossed the draw, found a little bit more, more blood, and literally he, where he dropped would have been one of those places had Nate not been there it would have been a really long search mm-hmm. yeah because had he not heard that over there in that right there in that area I probably would have started going up and down and back and forth because yeah. I wouldn't have thought he would have two draws over and uh but you can see how stuff like that happens and people don't find them and mm-hmm. then later you find something and go man how did they not get this man the arrow sticking right mm-hmm. out of his lung or something anyway we got to the bull and literally i mean it was probably 10 steps i i could smell him mm-hmm. and uh nate was above me and in front of me and he didn't even see him uh, until I cow called really <laughs> kind of surprised him because I went, <laughs> and he's like, whoa, what was that? <laughs> What's happening? I said, he's right there. He's dead. Um, but, I mean, I didn't see him from prob- until I was probably 10 yards from him. Mm. But he was kind of in that little thicket part where if you, I mean, you, there was no blood going into that thicket. So mm-hmm. um, it would have been hard to find him. Yeah, um, sure. But anyway, so the arrow and i still don't know what happened because there was nothing between me and him Mm -hmm. that deflected the arrow or anything like that i mean it hit right where i was aiming but uh it went in right where i like to shoot him and but when it hit it didn't go straight hit hit like that and then turned almost probably at a 45 went through one lung the liver and the diaphragm and out the gut and right up by the the tenderloin out there mm. i went i don't have any idea how that happened um things happen quick and they do jolt mm-hmm. if they you know jump the string or something but he would have you know if you're going to hit him and they go and the arrow goes that way he has to almost duck and go back in order for that arrow to go that direction hmm. so it's because he's shooting slick tricks instead of viper tricks <laughs> <laughs> no i've i've killed a lot of lot of animals with slick yeah. tricks and i just I, I, you know even though we can have um mechanical, uh, mechanical blades i don't use them mm-hmm. um those those i've shot for i don't even know how many years when they first came out i was one of the first guys that they brought uh, there was actually a rep that came over here and to an archery shop and i just happened to be in there and he says oh i'm trying these 
these new things are called slick tricks and, and the archery shop guy as soon as the rep left he says you want these he says they're just like everybody else i go well sure if you're just gonna give them to me i'll try them mm-hmm. and uh, i went home at that time i was shooting um vaps thunderheads mm. and uh so and they're Big a little bit longer suckers. yeah and so i thought well i'll try them so because i always usually when i back then i i would get my fill points all dialed in everything but then i'd usually have to move it, it would usually shoot low and to the left when i shot those mm-hmm. and so i had to readjust my my sight in order to get my broadheads to fly where i wanted them to go so i shot i shot uh, my fill points and then i put these uh, slick tricks on and uh Man, it hit in the same hole. I mm-hmm. mean, out to 50 yards, it was just like, whoa, don't have to move anything. I like yeah. this. And so I became a very big proponent of <laughs> of that particular broadhead. And uh, they've been probably one of the n- number one sellers anywhere around this this particular um, valley. But Yeah, I've, I was actually using Hades, the Hades Pro uh, broadheads this year. Um against your guys's recommendation but that's why you were unsuccessful (laughs) (laughs) how did that work for you little known fact the broadheads actually help you find the elk so (laughs) you want to find that's right use slick tricks apparently (laughs) it's because you were using hades instead of zeus (laughs) yes um but postseason my bow ended up actually like blowing up on me and so yeah that's I'm gonna buy a new cam. My I had a broken arrow and just yeah, just all kinds of stuff. How'd that get? Did you figure that out yet? The broken arrow? No. Or the? Did you buy George a new cam yet? I haven't ordered oh, a new cam yet. Sure. I have a I have a little while because I want to get a I have to get a coyote call and then I gotta that's you gotta, true. You gotta yeah. like yeah. you gotta like season coming. It out. Season's like, coming, man. It's yeah. coyote time. It's always you know. next hunting season you're yeah. planning for. <laughs> Let me see. I need a budget for. Oh, that. Uh, this one's like, coming up next. So yeah. There's always something to hunt. The, the cam can wait a little while because I need to, you know. But actually, I plan to hunt coyotes with a muzzleloader this year, so that should be fun. Yeah. We started getting HDRs and LRXs and stuff, yeah. so try and see if we can do some. I, I'm interested to see what uh, a 40 cal HTR does to a coyote. Be Inside out. No need to skin it. <laughs> It'd be an interesting one for sure. So uh, probably wouldn't save the pelt on that one. No. Probably wouldn't be no. much use no. after that. <laughs> Shoot him in the head. Yeah. Right in the eyeball. <laughs> there you go. HTRs um, are that accurate. They are. That's true. <laughs> um, but I want to kind of talk about trophy hunting versus meat hunting uh, on this podcast because – uh, you know, there's a, there's two different philosophies, you know, like some people, if you're successful all the time, you usually try and get a bigger bowl or you're the person to just shoot a spike on opening day. Cause you want the meat or whatever it is, you know? Um, but I want to talk about the two mentalities behind that because you guys typically go after bigger bowls, but this year you ended up shooting smaller bowls and kind of wanted to get your guys' thought process behind that. Having done both sides of that. You want to start? Sure, I'll start. Um, uh, for one thing, uh, when I when I changed my way of hunting to go trophy hunting versus meat hunting, mm-hmm. it made a better hunter out of me. Yeah, because now 
when a small bull comes in, usually it's like, oh, hurry up and get an arrow or a shoot him or you mm-hmm. know anything, whatever. If you're rifle hunting or muzzleloader hunting or whatever, it's just like I, I want to get some. I don't want to eat my tag, mm-hmm. and that was kind of the mentality I had. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to eat my tag, and so when I started trophy hunting and it gave me a whole lot more opportunity to be patient, Mm -hmm. see how much you can get away with, Mm -hmm. when to draw, when to shoot, when, what, what part of the body, getting rid of buck fever. Yeah. All those things come into play. Elk fever. Elk fever. Okay. (laughs) Bull fever. (laughs) Bull fever. And so. That's what happens when you get COVID. Yeah, bull fever. Okay, yeah, that's a whole nother story. That happened this year. Uh, so anyway, so it just it just became a whole different uh, different mentality of how you wrap your brain around. Here comes a bull, and you look at him. He's coming. He's coming. He's, yeah, he's a six point, but he's a small six point. Let's say he's a three fifty, three sixty, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. And now you've never done this before, but you know that's not the one um, that you're going to shoot. Yeah. And so when he comes in, you're practicing, you know, practicing all your stuff. When do I get aggressive? When do I take it easy? Start learning the language of the elk and all that kind of stuff was a whole new ball game for me. And Mm -hmm. so when when I got into that facet of hunting, it became more of the sport that I've always desired for mm-hmm. to be because I learned so much mm-hmm. by by practicing doing the right thing rather than rushing it thinking oh no 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 if he was right there oh I'd have to shoot him right there and a lot of times if you're just patient and watch how the animal he might even turn away and go oh no that's all over you then you panic mm-hmm. and so then says it, but it's not all over not necessarily I mean I've had him go out and come back and and reintroduce a, a better shot mm-hmm. um and so I th- got to thinking man there's I don't have to be so oh, hurry up and get an arrow in him or hurry up and get a, a bullet in him mm-hmm. or something like it, if you're just patient I think a lot of th- a lot of time I think that's probably what I learned the most is that being patient following through with the hunt yeah uh, made a whole different different ball game out of it so that was a very good learning experience yeah and you get to see how those animals react you know like he said when you just are trying to rush the shot and make it happen because you think another shot will not present itself Mm -hmm. that's when you mess things up and you just kill something and it goes off and dies and you never find it Mm -hmm. but when you kind of switch your mindset to trophy hunting and a small bull comes in you get to see how it reacts and how long it'll stay there and how many different opportunities it will present you to, to make the right shot. And you're just mm-hmm. like, wow, you know, I always had this mentality of, okay, as soon as it comes in, that's the only shot I'm going to get. I'm going to make it happen. Boom. I'm going to squeeze it past this tree through that, <laughs> yeah. over that limb, around. under that, around the tree through, <laughs> and then it's going to go right there. And it <laughs> doesn't happen that way. Yeah. <laughs> so just like he said, just patience and, and being able to see how the animals, you know, it's not just, they come in and they, they leave, you yeah. know, they'll hang out and walk around and, you know, just because you can't make any noise because you're too close to them anymore. It doesn't mean they're going to stop looking. They'll yeah. present you with lots of different shots before they finally leave, mm-hmm. depending on situation and wind, of course. But Yeah. And I kind of want to speak to the mentality of, like, 
meat hunters and looking down on trophy hunters, mm-hmm. you know, thinking that trophy hunters are too good to shoot a spike or whatever, you know, when in reality, it's like, you know, if you are a super skilled hunter and you're able, you could shoot a spike any day of the week that you wanted to, you know, it's actually better for the animals to not shoot a spike, you know, it's mm-hmm. better for the animals to shoot a mature, uh, you know, deer or shoot a mature bull because, you're, they're able to, you know, those bulls are coming to the end of their life anyways. They've they've bred, they've, you know, spread their genes, and then it's time for them to move on, you know. Whereas if you shoot a spike, like, they're just getting going. They haven't yeah. done anything yet, you know. Yeah. And so I know, Verlin, you, have a, you know a lot about that too. It, well, yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing behind conservation. Everything plays into how how the herd is, is, is taken out, mm-hmm. so – um, and one thing, everything, all the animals are going to die. Yeah. Everything's going to die. That's just the way of life. That's the circle of life. Mm-hmm. And, Some of them uh, more gruesome than others. Yes. Hunting is actually not like the worst way for an animal and to die. No. Either. I'm no, going no. to eat it or a cougar or yeah. <laughs> yeah. a wolf is going to eat it. Yeah. yeah. Or a coyote or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's that's just all part of conservation and, and uh, really trying to figure all that out. I don't know that everybody has all the answers. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, to keep the gene pool, um, well, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast. That's a long conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a big conversation. But anyway, I agree with you. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, is there, is there, could you summarize the, your whole philosophy behind that or is there too much to get into? Uh, yeah, there's, because there's so many different sides to that. I think, I think that's something that you really have to put a lot of uh, thought behind mm. and to get all that put together so yeah. there's a ton of science behind it yeah yeah like yeah. The, the basics of it is like you want them to be able to and so it's like it's not doing any good for anybody if you shoot a spike every time you know so it's like it's not always that trophy hunters think they're better than everybody else you know no. it's like it's just different there's different aspects of hunting like if you're the kind of person that just wants to ha- have meat then you can get a cow tag or a doe tag and that's totally fine like there's nothing wrong with that because if you're truly meat hunting shooting a spike is not (laughs) not the way to go exactly that was that was kind of (laughs) it was kind of interesting this year because um this is the first small bull i've shot in years Uh and when it all comes down to cutting it all up getting it in the backpack Mm -hmm. and you go there's a hundred pounds of meat missing here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally. I mean, it it yep. is. I mean, yep. it's just like when you shoot those big bulls, it takes some trips. Yeah. And uh, man, when you kill a smaller bull and you're pulling all the meat off, I'm going, man, what am I missing Where is all here? Of it? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm missing a whole nother hind quarter here somewhere. Yeah. He should have five quarters. You know, mm. something's missing. And so, uh, yeah, if it is all about more meat then yeah the bigger obviously is going to be bigger mm-hmm. but it's literally that much i just i was i was shocked because it's been so long since we have killed a smaller bull um that i just like man it's just like this is a piece of cake getting this yeah. thing out of here mm-hmm. and uh actually i mean like so my wife shot a cow last weekend and you literally just you know once you have it field dressed or whatever i mean you could just pick it up and put it in the back of the truck you know two guys or whatever so <laughs> well two like, guys your size maybe yeah. <laughs> i wouldn't know about picking up an animal and putting it back of the truck i know it's, it's, <laughs> nice. it's, it's nice when you're when you're on or on the ranch, on ranch. Just, yeah. yeah and so yeah, just get the tractor and that's a meat hunt right there <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly right 
Yeah. It's also nice because it's in burns and you could literally drive because we were a couple miles off the road, but you could just drive the truck totally off yeah. the road. You know, yeah. it's not like here where, you know, there's trees and all kinds of stuff in your way. So, yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. It's so definitely a dream of mine at some point to, you know, doing the long range rifle thing to finally take one at three, four 500 yards yeah. ethically. Yeah. <laughs> Someday. One of these days when you yeah. can get your two Out in the wide open. Where wide, wide open. <laughs> but yeah. So um, honestly, like what, what do you think you guys' biggest lessons learned this year have been? Because it was a, like you said, it was a strange season for you, you know. Oh. <laughs> for everybody, man. Yeah. Everybody I talked to, same thing. Most guys that I talked to that were successful said I literally sat in one spot and waited for an elk to come in absolutely silently Mm -hmm. just cow called and sat in one spot which is not what we're used to you know Mm -hmm. when people every 50 feet and then when they start bugling we just chase them down till we run them out of steam and then (laughs) (laughs) somebody (laughs) runs out of steam (laughs) and uh you know that's usually just how we how we play the game and Mm -hmm. this year it did not happen like that man you, you get one locator bugle or one that you think is getting going and then as soon as you get 100 yards away just yep gone mm-hmm. ghost nothing it's just crazy yeah so for me that made the decision pretty easy when i finally had a bull come in <laughs> i was like okay well this is let's gonna get it done. <laughs> yeah well i had i mean i had several experiences i mean obviously i was after the crown point bull that i had that i'd found let's see the antler let's see the antler we brought it in because Crown Point Bull is pretty dope. So, I don't know how this is all going to look. I don't know if you can <laughs> see. Well, see well it's true. We moved the camera. Yeah, we moved the camera. So. <laughs> anyway, anyway, he's just a massive bull. And uh, I found this shed. And so, I kind of made it my mission to find this bull. Well, and you have a history with this bull, too. I have a history with this bull. We've found five years in a row of this this elk antler. He is a seven and sometimes an eight by six. His six side is beautiful, um, but this is just unique in its own way. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just got big, long fronts. He's just, I mean, he's just, he's just a dandy bull. Anyway, I kind of made it my mission. If you're listening to this on the podcast, please watch YouTube to see the answer. <laughs> 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 so anyway, I finally found him. Mm-hmm. Um, really, actually, at the pretty much at the beginning of the season, and uh, I kind of knew that's kind of where he was. Uh, two years ago, I actually drew back on that bull uh, right before I went to Idaho. And I drew back on him three different times and didn't have the perfect shot. And I'm, if you know me, I just don't, ethical shots, it means everything to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to waste an animal. And so um, I, I wanted to make sure that this shot was going to be um, perfect. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I drew back on him at about 50, and then I drew back on him at about 40, and then I drew back on him at 32, perfectly broadside, but... I would have had to just missed a couple branches and some green, um, well, I guess they're branches too, but, <laughs> but a couple hard branches and a couple, uh-huh. and, a, and it would have had to shot through um, some, some real some distractions, real small green stuff that probably would have bladed through, but that's a big chance I just didn't want to take. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, um, I actually let that one 
let that one go and it was right before that was a couple years ago right yeah yeah yep and uh so anyway but he i had an idea they're creatures of habit so they Mm -hmm. pretty much go back to the same places um every year uh when things happen you just kind of watch how the season progresses how much pressure there is i know where he is at the beginning of the season i know where he goes later when he gets a little pressure he gets across the creek he goes up in a a whole different uh part of the country anyway i kind of knew where he was so i headed down in there uh it's the beginning of the season and it was odd this year because it this was was it even was it opening day opening weekend i think it was Mm -hmm. so it's still august and this bull was screaming i mean like man he's aggressive and i'm mm-hmm. not that's kind of odd for august 28th or whatever it was and uh so i chased him around like i was in the middle of the season he'd scream and go he had probably 30 cows with him mm-hmm. i mean just loaded with cows and uh so anyway i got i got to a point to where okay i just need to let him calm down a little bit because he's not letting me get inside that buffer area which is you know inside of 80 yards 50 60 70 yards in there that's once you get in there that's a whole different ball game when you're solo hunting but uh so i just let him take a break he got down to his bedding grounds about 10 o'clock and so i thought okay he's just he's he's hanging out there i bugle he bugle i bugle he bugle every time i bugle he bugle but he's not moving i go okay mm-hmm. he's gonna bed right there so i'll just back off backed off to about 300 yards and just keep bugled a few more times i didn't say a word and then i took my backpack off i'm going to get me something to eat and i think okay he's he's bedding down he started quiet down so i grabbed something to eat and got my backpack off and everything and just like oh take a take a break here and about that time he screams again and i hear another bull down on the on the lower end of the mountain and he's bugling and obviously they're bugling at each other because now they've got each other going and so this one bull that's coming up from the bottom was i mean he was on a mission straight up that mm-hmm. hill and go man when he gets up there he's going to have a fight on his hands because that bull that crown point bull is a big heavy bull he's mature so i'm thinking oh man they're going to get into it i'm i'm missing the action here so i throw my backpack on and everything and i just take off running down there by the time I get down there, man, they are just beating antlers. And this is August, August 28th. I mean, and they're <laughs> screaming at each other. I mean, they were cutting each other off. I'm going, I know what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. This is this is the real world. This is how it happens, yeah. you know, when when there's not a hunter involved. Yeah. And I get down there, and I'm, I'm 30, 35 yards from them, and they're in this thick, thick brush, and I could see them just going at it, just crash and crash. And I'm thinking, well, if I get in there a little bit, but the cows are all over the place. And if I spook them, it's all over with. And so I'm I'm trying to get it. And there's just no way. I mean, it's just so brushy. There's no way to even look through it. About that time, they determine a winner, which was the crown point bull. And he he gathers up his cows and he just screams. He just takes it off up the mountain. So the other bull, he's he turns and goes down the hill. And I get a good look at him. By this time, he kind of comes through an opening. And this bull is huge. Mm-hmm. He's a six by seven. He's all of three fifty. I mean, well, just so competitive with the crown point. Bull. Yes, they. I think they probably had known each other earlier and probably had the same discussion. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, 
I mean, because he, I mean, and I've been in these situations before when a bull is long ways away and he's coming up and they're talking to each other. I think they already know each other. Okay, mm-hmm. here, this is coming. Not, you know, like the other bull just really, like, you're going to try this again? Come he, on. <laughs> and the other one's like, okay, I got up enough nerve. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go, you know, you, you just kind of feel that. And I've seen these fights before and that's exactly what happens. It's just like, man, you know, I, I've seen him come a mile up a hill to get into this fight. So anyway, I get a good look at him. I go, man, I, he's a shooter. Absolutely. He's not my target bull, but he's all the bull that the other bull is. Mm-hmm. Only he's just not as unique. And so um, he's going downhill with his tail between his legs. You know, he's kind of a loser. and <laughs> <laughs> A loser 350 bull. <laughs> I need to go pick on some little go guy. find a satellite bull. <laughs> yeah. Tinks, even if he doesn't have any else. cows, just whop him up. <laughs> I just need to take some aggression better. out. Yeah. And so he, he bugles a couple times and he goes down. And I'm going, oh, man, I'll take it. I'll take that one any day of the week, man. Even on opening weekend. You know, mm. he's a good bull. <clears throat> so... I had he's going downhill and I'm heading downhill after him, and and I've seen this before. When they get down to fight, they always go back wherever they came from, you know. So he's he's heading down the hill, sulk, yeah, just <laughs> sulk a little bit. And uh, so I'm I'm cow calling a little bit, saying, "Hey, you know, just calm down. I care you, about you. Yeah, I, I love there's, you. There's one little cow. There's one little cow that's on your side. Poor thing, you know. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, I hear this." Flashing. I mean, he's in a wallow, and he's just getting after it, man. Just spoosh, spoosh. Going, oh, he's in a wallow. That's one of them. So I have, I have a couple of uh, uh, bucket list hunts that I really want to do. One of them is is in a fight. Mm-hmm. I would love to shoot a bull while they're fighting. That's just that's just appealing to everybody. Mm-hmm. And the other one is to shoot one in a wallow. Well, I never sit, so I don't sit on a wallow waiting for one to get into a wallow and then get to shoot him. So I'm thinking, so, okay, opportunity number one just happened, and it was this close. If it would have been in open ground, I might have had a chance. Um, and now he's in a wallow. I'm going, oh, I got to get down there. I got to get down there. So I run down there, and he's in it. Just get around these where the creek is coming down. There's a wallow on the side of the creek, and it's—I mean, it's not a creek; it's really a spring. It's just kind of trickle, mm-hmm. and uh, so I just get down, and so where this where the spring goes down, it's kind of open in the middle, probably as wide as this room, and then the wallow's off to the side. I get down. I'm, I'm right next to the trees because I can hear it really going on. So I'm right—I'm trying to follow the trees without getting seen, and I just come around the last little tree and it's about 40 yards and he's just coming up out of the wallow and he shakes off and he jumps over this log and I'm thinking oh perfect and I'm already knocked up and ready to go Mm -hmm. and I'm getting ready to drop back and I so I get ready to drop back and I as I'm drawing back I just you know stop because he's broadside to me he just jumped over this log and I thought he'd just kind of stop and look so when I cow called he just turned straight away and just went down the hill. <laughs> it's just like, That's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> what, just, what just happened here? I mean, it's just like... He's still a little sad against his butt kicked, hurt. So. He's like, don't talk to me and right so, now. Yeah, I don't know if, if I that's... comforting. I don't know if he was just thinking, oh, you know, he wasn't expecting anything, so he's all of a sudden something happened, and he, I don't think he was expecting it, and he just turned straight away and went down over the... He didn't, like, bolt out of there, but, I mean, he... He was he was leaving. I'm not good enough for you. And, <laughs> and he never he never said another word. I mean, when he was when he went through that little brushy area, he never he never 
Bugle never did anything after that. He mm. just disappeared. That's crazy. And so that was that was the opening weekend of of archery season. I thought, oh, that was my targeted bull. And then then I went up there a couple more times, and there was just people everywhere. And it's just like, yeah. I mean, I didn't hear another bugle, didn't hear anything. I was pretty much in there by myself as far as animals. Uh, all us animals were in there by ourselves <laughs> <laughs> and the rest were people <laughs> and uh yeah so th- the last time i went in there it was so crowded i just like okay i know where he's going and he's going where he usually goes after he gets a lot of pressure and uh i never did make it back over there mm-hmm. i ended up going hunting with with nate and and uh anyway you end up getting that well it was like that first bull, week of season that you shot that other bull wasn't it like uh, a seven no. eight second yeah it's the second week second yeah week and then you shot yours the two days after two me. days after yeah yeah Time. so but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway that's then then i headed to idaho and that's a whole nother story so next year a story <laughs> of getting sick and not hunting <laughs> yeah next year I, crown point bull be bigger yep <laughs> as he makes it through rifle season yeah. yeah oh yeah and this year he did grow that extra point too he has the eighth point uh-huh. and uh he oh, he's so wide i mean he's i've got actually a trail trail picture of him and he is he's a beautiful bull yeah he's just one of those you always look for he's not one of those that just doing straight up but big but he's like kind of goes out and just out and you know he's just believe the word is redonkulous <laughs> <laughs> that's the word you're looking that's the scientific term for yeah, it. Right. yeah yeah <laughs> That's cool. That's cool though. That's a cool bull. Yeah. The, the other side. Yeah. If I maybe if I can find one, I'll try and put a picture up. The other side's got like that awesome whale tail. Yeah. On the, yeah. The, oh, it's yeah. Cool. Well, Big next year six. when we do this same exact podcast, we'll actually you know we'll I, talk about one of us. will shoot. The head him. will be in here. Yeah, so right. <laughs> <laughs> we won't just have one side because he is. I mean, he's he's old enough. We got. I mean, I think he's probably twelve years old. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine has lots of lots of uh, trail camera pictures of him early in the season he mm-hmm. always goes to the same place in august he always goes and stands in front of this guy's camera he's always got the same same look and i think he's got like probably eight or nine at least eight years wow. of him in the same spot in front of that camera and about three or four days before archery season he leaves that spot mm-hmm. and he never gets another picture of him. Hmm. Wow. And uh, he goes to where I found him. And then, yeah, so yeah. it's, yeah. So I think he's probably, he's probably at least 11, 12 years old. So he's going to be starting to regress and he's getting, obviously he's getting bulkier and fatter. Yeah. Um, but I think this year might've been the year to get him because. How long will they live until they die of old age? <laughs> until they die of old age. 12. <laughs> no, <it's true>. ah! <laughs> he surpassed his time. So they'll they'll live a long. They don't usually die of old age. Is what you're saying? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They do. They yeah, do. They'll die of old age. Sure they you got like 15 years or probably. Yeah, I mean that's that's pushing it out there to the top. I I don't know of. I don't know of anybody who. I think maybe obviously if they're on like a farm, they could probably live right. There. I think that, I think there was a bull in Arizona that was 16. I forget what the name of that bull was, and he got killed on an Indian reservation, or he came off an Indian reservation, and somebody killed him. Um, but I think he was 16 years old. But mm. he was I can't remember what they called that bull. But anyway, 
So that's, I think that's about, no, 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 no. Uh, This is some other bowl. Brutus, I think is what they called him. Mm -hmm. And it was 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Um, But anyway, um, yeah, I just, I, I, I think that's probably going to be right hitting their max there. I've shot bowls that are pretty much toothless. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Their teeth yeah, are ground the down. That you and... shot right here behind the grand. That bowl was old. <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely digressing. I mean, just ridiculously wide. I think that's one of the widest bowls yeah. you ever yeah. shot. Yeah, but just starting to get spindly, really wide. But his antlers yeah, was, were getting, it was spindly. getting old, which was yeah. weird because they usually get fat and short. Mm-hmm. But man, his teeth, teeth were just teeth were gone. gone. He was <laughs> he fought so stinking hard that year for those cows. He was gored everywhere. I mean, when we started cutting him up. He just he holes stunk. poked all over, scars. Seriously, just, yeah, this man. bull was old. Man. He actually had he actually had two gouges in his side that went clear to his lungs. I think it bruised his lungs. Mm-hmm. That actually, were from had, that year, yeah, yeah. no, oh, had yeah. holes still in his side, pussing out. It was oh man yeah, yeah that's and gross. then he had two holes in his in his behind in his butt cheeks that went clear to the bone. There was there was hair on the bone. He got gouged so hard wow. through the yeah. butt. And they had some in his neck. Yep, and he stunk <laughs> so bad. And so when we got up there, it's like, Ooh, stinky. Well, I made the mistake of telling my wife. I said, "Yeah, this bull's going to be a little bit a little bit different." I said, "I." But I cleaned most of the pus off, and she said, "Well, oh, you did what?" <laughs> so I went, I went ahead, and I mean, I butchered that whole thing, and it was so bad. I mean, my wife came in one night. I think I was making hamburger or something, and she goes, "Oh, what is that <laughs> smell?" I'm just, just a oh, pus. Man, this, yeah, I got some of the pus. I might have missed, you know. She oh, wouldn't eat it, man. so I actually went down. I took some down to the ODF and W and said, "Hey." This bull's rotten. What do you want me to do with it? And he says, well, we can give you, uh, I think, like a deprivation tag or whatever. Yeah. We'll give you he half said, a beef. He says, Done. <laughs> you have to give me all the meat and the antlers. I'm just like, what does the antlers have anything to do with it? Man, I earned that one. You yeah. Know? And you can go shoot a cow on a deprivation tag? Yeah, probably not. So, um, so I just ate the bus. So, <laughs> I'm not giving up the antlers. Come yeah, on so I now. told him, I said, well, what do I do with it? He says, well, dispose of it properly. So, and he didn't give mean? me, he didn't give me any instructions. Dispose of it properly. I took it all, I, mean, I it. unwrapped all of it. So I didn't throw any of the paper and plastic and stuff. And it was all frozen. So it didn't stink as bad. But when it started thawing out, it, yeah. But anyway, gross yeah that was, that was old bull that so you, bull so hopefully you was, shoot the crown point bull before it gets to that point yes <laughs> yes did that bull a favor by taking it out because he probably would have died of infection in winter yeah. yeah yeah he was he yeah. was so poked full of holes but yeah. man when he came in oh he unclued. ran i mean he we just well we probably worked him for an hour and oh, finally yeah. he just decided it was right before dark and all of a sudden he decided i've had an and he come Running, I don't know, probably he, he quarter ran of a 10 mile feet from me, and I just hunkered down. Did you, you already had your bull, didn't yeah, you? Yep. And I just hunkered down, and he walked right. He, I mean, he ran straight to me because mm-hmm. I was the one doing the calling and raking right. the tree. Just ran right to me, ten feet in front of me. I'm like, oh. And he <laughs> took a drink in the little pond. Yeah. And then he just turned and went right up towards my dad. A twenty-one yard shot, yeah. and, and this walked right to you. Yeah. And he stopped broadside, and I went, meow, and he just 
just couldn't have been any better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was surprised when we saw what condition he was in that he was that fired up. Yeah. You know? yeah. It was it was pretty cool. Man, that's insane. Yeah, so what, what other hunts do we have going on this year? I mean, I know, Verlin, you have that like once-in-a-lifetime mule deer hunt coming up. Yeah, I have a trophy mule deer hunt coming up in Idaho. And I didn't now realize the, that was mule deer specific. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So don't, uh, but the thing is, you can't tell until they turn around. <laughs> they're running away. <laughs> when they're running away. <laughs> yep. Nope, that wasn't him. <laughs> Darn it. 200-inch buck I just missed. Ah, yeah. <laughs> wait, for that, wait for that tail to come up. Yep. <laughs> But and then I guess you're saying that you also so I didn't know this until we were just talking like five minutes ago. But the tag you had for archery in Idaho turns into a muzzleloader tag in like a month. Yeah, yeah. Next month, um, I think it's uh, right there at the first part of November. Anyway, mm-hmm. is it muzzleloader specific or is it? Sh- I thought it was short range. Short weapon. range weapon. Yeah. So you, use a so you can or... yeah. And the thing about that in <clears throat> Idaho is that. If it's a muzzleloader season, it's muzzleloader specific, mm-hmm. so you yeah, have to use the rules. Yeah, if it's a short-range weapon, then it can be a bow, a crossbow, which crossbows aren't even legal unless you're this is a short-range, shoot, weapon. short-range <laughs> yeah. weapon, pistol, and uh, muzzleloader. And so the you muzzle- can use like the HDR. Yeah, muzzle. Yeah. Well, it has to be a fifty caliber. That is oh, one of the yeah, specifics yeah. about it. If you do shoot a if you do shoot a uh, muzzleloader, it has to be 50 caliber. So we'll send okay. them down there with the Optima V2 pistol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <no. That's> a, <laughs> then you got pistol plus muzzleloader. Yeah. <laughs> you pick your poison. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it does. It does. It does turn into a, another tag. The A tag does, which is Are the archer tag. Uh, I'm going to be down there anyway, as far as uh, during that time to do my deer hunt. And if it so inclines to do that, I may. Mm-hmm. If it if it just happens, um, I know a place you could get a muzzleloader. Con- <laughs> <laughs> Muzzleloaders.com. <laughs> but consequently, I did not fill my archery tag in Idaho this year. Um, got down there for about a about two days. Mm-hmm. And both me and my hunting buddy both ended up with COVID and spent most of the season and died sleeping. <laughs> oh man! But they're back. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of like being dead. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So we really didn't get to hunt our hunt. Um, well, I'm glad you're Idaho, okay. So yeah, it's pretty yeah. rough on you. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, I've had I've had the flu that was just as bad <laughs> before. Mm-hmm. You know, so it wasn't it wasn't like. I didn't ever feel like I was life threatened or mm-hmm. anything like that. I still have a tough time breathing a lot. If you really get get me pumped up, and jacked, mm-hmm. and get going, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that just didn't happen in Idaho. But anyway, so first time in my life I out hiked him. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it sounds like it's a little bit of a sore nerve right there. Yeah, it was bound to happen sooner or later. He's bro. half my age. <laughs> I hope I hope he can finally do that. You know, <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, well, I'm glad that uh, you know. Hopefully, you're able to get out there and shoot an elk. So, yeah, yeah. If yeah, if that happens, I I, I definitely be prepared when yeah. I go. So actually, I have those two two hunts mm-hmm. actually still on on the docket. So cool. The deer hunt's already on underway. Um, oh, it is. Yeah. So, but I get to also hunt it during the rut. So I'm kind of 
holding out for that. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> that'll be... Yeah, once you get a little snow in the rut, and then you can see mm. animals moving and yeah, that's fun. Get some that's distance just fun. shooting and yeah, it's just that area is just fun. I mean, it's that's cool. It's rough. I mean, it's rugged. It's not just a. It's not, <laughs> not just a walk like in the park. It's not it's not an Oregon hunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's high country stuff. So yeah, I enjoy that. The last couple of years have been successful doing that, and it's just been it's just been. Well, it's a different hunt, you know. Yeah. It's just kind of a different thing. And so, well, my muscle loader hunt last year was too. I mean, it's just like, um, it was just like, it's so different that it was like all new, you mm-hmm. know. It's just like yeah. one of those brand new mm-hmm. things. It's like, oh, that was fun. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like, that was really fun because I've never hunted elk with a muzzle loader before. Yeah. And uh, played the same kind of game as we did during archery season. You just kind of cow call and, and, you know, figure it out. Nothing's gonna come running to you, but I mean, it just it all worked out, and mm-hmm. we both ended up killing our our elk out of the same same herd. So yeah, it was pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, and awesome. I hadn't deer hunted many years until this year, and forgot how much I enjoy that. So yeah. I think I might try the Idaho hunt next year mm-hmm. for for deer. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. As far as this year goes, we still got coyotes and bears and cougars to yeah. to shoot so yeah i'm stoked about that like i'm counting down the days of that whitetail hunt like oh yeah after this past weekend with you know doing some hunting on the ranch i'm just like oh i forgot about you know. <laughs> Got that itch i know it's like after there's like two weeks without hunting without archery season then it's like oh i forgot how much fun it is to hunt like <laughs> so, i really hope we can rattle one in for you that would i know be, yeah that'd absolutely be, really fun. be amazing that's been yeah. such a new ball game for us mm-hmm. to rattle mm-hmm. because it's never happened because we always had a different tag and mm-hmm. it wasn't until december yeah. And by that time, the rut's all over, and we tried rattling stuff. In fact, we actually saw a buck, and, oh, let's try something. You know, rant, rant, grunts, rattle. Man, he just was gone. <laughs> that did not work. Yeah. Wait a second. Come back. Cow call. Doe call. <laughs> something. Yeah. No, it just didn't work. Huh. And so we've never had that happen until just a couple of years ago. I actually had a guy that had a muzzleloader tag uh, for the 600 series. And... uh I said, well, let's try it. And I mean, that was so fun. Every set we made, we had bucks come in. Really? Every single one. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, in the fourth set, he finally found the buck that he he decided to use. I think it was a six by five. 11 like point. a white tail yeah a white tail 11 yeah. 11, <laughs> 11 pointer that's a nice buck yeah, yeah he was a very nice buck and that was why he decided to go ahead and shoot and he came in so fast that i sat down to rattle actually he set up on a kind of a creek bottom with some opening there and i headed back because this is our fourth set and so i'm heading back and so i start rattling before i even get set down mm-hmm. i start rattling to where i was gonna go and all of a sudden, I still have my back to him. Kaboom! I mean, I turned around. I thought maybe hit the trigger or something, yeah. you know? And uh, I turned around. I mean, I hadn't gone 30 steps from him. And I turned around, and he goes, he's got his thumbs up. I'm just going, what? He says, nice buck, man. He said, as soon as, you st- as soon as you rattle, he came across that creek so fast. He said, next thing you know, he was 20 yards from him. So he p- picked up and shot. Wow. Huh. And uh, so then after that, the next year, I had another guy. 
who had that tag. And I said, oh, you got to check this out. So he ended up going up there and he did it with his bow instead of mm-hmm. his muzzle loader because you can use either weapon. You can use a lesser weapon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, man, it happened again. That was pretty cool too. And then, uh, what was the, oh, the next one was another guy. Well, the guy that had 600 series. We had so much fun that year. He decided he's going to get the this this muzzle loader tag, white tail tag. The Grand Ron The one. Grand Ron one. Yeah. And uh, same thing. We set up, I think, three different times. And we had six, maybe seven bucks come in in three, in three tries. Man. Just from you rattling. Guys, you guys rattling with like a rattle bag or with actual antlers? Actual antlers, antlers, yeah. yeah. Rattle that that. And I didn't, I mean, other than just watching videos from people back east, mm-hmm. I, I'm brand new to this, you know. Yeah. Well, this thing is like, you know, that's not really, how, usually deer season's in October here, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't usually yeah. get to hunt them in the rut. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was, what's so fun about the muzzleloader tag. Yeah. <laughs> and he killed he killed a whopper that year. I mean, it's just like, oh, man, yeah. that just happened. I'm getting excited. Oh, I'm really excited for it, you know. Yeah, when it's a lot of for you. When, when it's on, it's it's really on. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, you get that little sweet spot when mm-hmm. everything's happening. Oh, it's just, hopefully, I'll get to do some rattling for you. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we'll be able to. Hopefully we'll be able to film it. We're having all kinds of trouble getting filming permits and stuff. So permits, you have to have yeah. a per- wow. for commercial use. Yeah, yeah, because really? it's technically it's technically for commercial use. We have to get all these fancy permits and stuff. So, uh, that's for on Forest Service. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if you're on private. private, you don't have to. Correct. That's correct. Yep. Okay. So and that that includes like the big forest capital. Oh yep. BLM. Yep. Oh know, okay. Uh, BLM as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. You have to give different permits if you're oh. on BLM. Oh. So you have like a Forest Service permit, a BLM permit. You have all these different permits you got to have to film for commercial per day. Use. Yeah. A hundred. Yeah. It's a big fee per day and stuff. Huge pain. Wow. <laughs> so you have pain. to know the day you're going out because that's the day your ta- your 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 permit's good for. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So all those people who didn't know that. Yeah. Don't. That's good information. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. Man. It's the funny the things you learn. Yeah. You're trying to when you're trying to film a hunt. Yeah, it's better to learn it before you get in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. that's only if it's for commercial use. If you're doing yeah. it for your own home yeah. film, right? Fine. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, it's getting pretty late. I know Verlin's got to get out and get things going. So uh, yeah, I really appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. And uh, if you would like to, you go ahead and hit the. We're gonna start that over. The thumb and the like and the there's a more out. Follow, I podcast subscribe. It's the, the, the down at the bottom. There. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. That's good stuff. Good content. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Yeah, well, I gotta like. There's gotta a like start over now. The, the link in the bot with the thumb and the subscribe, <laughs> the follow. And the broadcast systems. That's all I know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, honestly, I think, you know, we got to kind of wrap this stuff up. We didn't even come close to talking. We went on, <laughs> this whole podcast was a huge rabbit trail. So um, we'll have to have another podcast soon to cover the stuff we actually wanted to talk about in this podcast. Sure, so sure. just keep um, them rolling. Exactly. Yeah. But well, thank you guys so much for listening to this. I hope you guys found it entertaining, if nothing else. Um, go ahead and hit the like button and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube or if you're just listening to the audio version. Leave a review because that is going to help get the content that you heard here that well not that this particular one was very helpful but <laughs> get this content but it was fun yeah, yeah. it's going to get the content into the hands of the people that need it because we want to help you guys in your muzzle loading journey and um, also entertain you if we can if we can do so um, 
So yeah, and we will see you guys on the next show and talk to you later.